SBS Radio. Jacinda Ardern is expected to discuss Australia's controversial immigration policies when she meets Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese today. The pair will hold talks before convening for a joint press conference later today. They are expected to discuss tensions in the Pacific and US President Joe Biden's new Indo-Pacific Economic Framework initiative. But for New Zealand, any bilateral meeting with Australia is also a chance to press for concessions from its most important partner. The New Zealand PM is reportedly concerned about the policy which sees some Kiwis being deported back across the Tasman if they are considered to have failed Australia's character test. Miss Ardern told the Nine Network that there are some cases where deportation is unfair. But when someone comes here and essentially, or hasn't even really had any connection with New Zealand at all, has spent their entire formative years and grown up here and have all their connections in Australia and are essentially Australian, sending them back to New Zealand, that's where we've had the grievance. An asylum seeker boat from Sri Lanka has reportedly been intercepted off the Australian coast carrying 15 men. It's the second vessel to arrive in Australia over the last month. The Australian newspaper reports the men were brought ashore to Christmas Island and flown on a government chartered flight back to Colombo, known as the turnaround. The government says the boat turned back policies haven't changed and maintains they will continue to deter people smugglers. But opposition leader and former Defence Minister Peter Dutton told Nine News the government has been sending mixed messages on its immigration policy. I hope that they don't change what we had in place because we had got all of the children out of detention that Labor put in, we'd stop the boats, we'd stop the drownings at sea and I just don't want to see it restart. But the people smugglers know that the same people are now in government who made terrible decisions before and that's what they're preying on. And a family of Tamil asylum seekers held in immigration detention for four years are on the final leg of their journey home to the central Queensland town of Bilawila. Priya, her husband Nades and their Australian-born daughters Kapika and Thanika are expected to arrive in the central Queensland town this afternoon. The homecoming coincides with the Banana Shire's Flourish Multicultural Festival on Saturday and Thanika's fifth birthday on Sunday. Family friend Simone Cameron told the ABC that the town can't wait to welcome the family back home. They're so excited that they're sort of planning such a joyous and welcoming homecoming. So um, we know it's going to be an incredibly special weekend after a very difficult four years. Opposition leader and former Defence Minister Peter Dutton has been slammed for revealing usually secretive deliberations on the country's multi-billion dollar submarine deal. Mr Dutton used a newspaper opinion piece to say he had planned to buy two Virginia-class submarines from the United States by 2030 and build another eight to bring the total fleet's strength to ten. The comments have raised concerns that Mr Dutton's closure... Disclosure, rather, of defence advice may have upset some sensitive negotiations over the OCCOS defence partnership with both the UK and the US. But the opposition leader has defended his actions to the Nine Network. 
what I've said is only what's available publicly and in addition to that what my thoughts would be on the way forward and if Labor is going to butcher that and they don't have the money to pay for it they should be up front and say it because that's the path they're All taking right. us down at we, the moment and as roll. I say that is not in our national interest. A committee investigating an attack on the United States Capitol two years ago has opened its first primetime public hearing. With eyewitness testimony from the first police officer pummeled in the mob riot on January 6 in 2020. The hearing is also expected to feature accounts from the aides of Donald Trump, who witnessed the deadly siege as well as the actions of the former president on the day of the insurrection. The committee vice chair, Liz Cheney, a Republican, has accused Trump of inciting the, the attacks by lying to his supporters about the legitimacy of Joe Biden's election. Committee chairman, civil rights leader Benny Thomas, set the tone for the hearing of the attack with his opening remarks, describing it as essential to get to the truth of what happened and why. We need to show that we are worthy of the gifts that are the birthright of every American. That begins here, and it begins now, with a true accounting of what happened and what led to the attack on our Constitution and our democracy. In this moment, when the dangers of our Constitution and our democracy loom large, nothing could be more important. Three people are dead and three injured after a shooting in a manufacturing plant in Smithsburg, Maryland. The shooter fled the scene but was tracked down by a Maryland State Police trooper. Sergeant Carly House says the injured, the shooter among them, have been taken to hospital. The suspect fled the scene prior to law enforcement's arrival. The description was quickly released to the additional responding units and the vehicle was encountered by a Maryland State Police trooper. Gunshots were exchanged between the suspect and the trooper. Both were injured and transported for medical treatment. The deadly incident is the 254th mass shooting in the U.S. this year as the House of Representatives pushed for legislation aimed at gun reform. And two British men and a Moroccan national captured while fighting for Ukraine in Mariupol have been sentenced to death by pro-Russia officials after a days-long process described as a disgusting Soviet-era show trial. A court which is not internationally recognised in Russian-controlled East Ukraine has convicted the three men of terrorism. Both Britons were serving in the Ukrainian Marines and are therefore protected by the Geneva Conventions as prisoners of war, but the court has convicted them on the charge of being a mercenary. The ruling has been swiftly condemned by top British officials, with Conservative MP Robert Jenrick demanding Russian President Vladimir Putin put an end to the ordeal. If Vladimir Putin wanted to end this saga, he could do tomorrow. These are his associates, his protégés. He could step in and tackle this, which is why I think we need to deliver a very clear message to the Russian ambassador that we expect Russia to support our British citizens and ensure that they're treated in accordance with international law. Tens of thousands of Australians are flocking to airports across the nation for a getaway over the Queen's birthday long weekend, sparking lengthy queues and flight delays.
Melbourne Airport is expecting more than 95,000 passengers to travel through today, its busiest commuter day since the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Long queues began to build at Sydney Airport from as early as 5am this morning, with authorities anticipating more than 80,000 passengers to pass through today. Passengers have been warned to plan ahead and arrive early as terminals are likely to be busy. And now to a look at sport. And Sam Kerr has been honoured for her remarkable season with another major football award, voted by her fellow English professionals as the Women's Player of the Year. Kerr is already the Golden Boot winner as the Women's Super League top scorer and was voted Player of the Year by the Football Writers Association. Kerr, who is the first Australian to win a Senior Player Award in the UK, scored 20 goals in the league to defend her Golden Boot title and was the star performer in Chelsea's domestic double winning team. The 26-year-old says being saluted by the Professional Footballers Association is an immense honour. Yeah, it's a massive honour. I think whenever you're voted by your peers, I think that's the highest honour as a player. So, um, yeah, it's an amazing feeling. And newly crowned Paralympians of the Year, Madison DeRosio and Ben Tudhope, will appear on Australia's Post Stamps to celebrate their incredible sporting achievements. Paralympian of the Year is the highest honour presented to an athlete by Paralympics Australia. Snowboarder Tudhope, who was named Australia's 2022 Paralympian of the Year, was the country's youngest ever Winter Paralympian at 14 when competing at Sochi in 2004 and co-captain of the Australian Paralympic team at Beijing in 2022. Meanwhile, wheelchair racer De Rosio, who took home the award in 2020, told the ABC it was an honour to be a role, model, a role model rather, for so many young, inspiring athletes. This is unreal. I think when you think about, you know, what the award actually means, it, it, it's outside of just performance and it's, you know, there's so much that goes into it. And, and, and I think of, you know, the, the individuals that make up this Paralympic team, it is the, the absolute highest privilege. And now for a look at today's weather for this Friday, the 10th day of June. And Perth in WA, showers 22. Adelaide, showers 16. Melbourne, shower 214. Hobart, showers and 9 degrees. Canberra, partly cloudy and 12. Wollongong, mostly sunny, 17. Sydney, similar condition, was also 17 degrees. Newcastle, mostly sunny, 18. Brisbane, sunny, also 18 degrees today. Cairns, mostly sunny, 25. And Darwin, sunny and 32 degrees. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.